It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Uh, bonjour, bonsoir. Ooh la la. <laughs> How does this evening find you? Uh, at my very best. Always Just at your best. at the rendezvous. You know, what better can we have than rendezvousing here? I love it. And uh, you know where else you can rendezvous? It's on our website, too. Uh, therendezvousshow.com. We can find all sorts of things on the website, including, Simon, your show. Including me in bed. Yes. Per se. In, yes, on FYI. So we have this. I have this crazy show in bed with Simon. If you haven't seen it yet, it's me on a king-size bed yes. with couples. Kind of a menage à trois, but conversational. And on top of the bed, not in the bed, Not really. exactly. And the clothes on are on. On top of the blanket. <laughs> and you answer all their love questions as well, and yes. like we do here. And other things you can find on the website, um, we have all of that. We have uh, you know, past shows, podcasts, things like that. Get it done. If you need some love advice, now is the time to give us a call. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We love taking your phone calls. We do have somebody on the phone right now. If you have a question for Simon Marcel and myself, <laughs> 855-905-8255. Simon, let's go to Abby. Yes, bonjour, Abby. Bonjour. Bonjour, <laughs> Abby from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How can we oh, help hello. you? Hello. Hello. Um, I have a question. So I met this guy who is perfect on paper. He's got a great job. He's really nice. He's got a good family, but there are no romantic sparks. Mm. None? So do you think it's possible to eventually fall in love with somebody? Woo. I mean. don't have the romantic spark. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Tell I, me why you don't think so, Simon. It, I'll, I'll tell you my know, reason. Because I believe that it's love at first sight. It's not love at first reading a paper or being perfect on paper. Sight is, is, you know, looking at somebody, seeing somebody, love at first sight. So this guy, Abby, is great on paper. Is like you said, perfect. Like, you know, you said it. Great job. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and good family, etc. The thing is, you just, you just don't, want to, you don't want to make out with him. Otherwise, the spark would be on. And the flame of love, the spark of love mm-hmm. is this little desire for somebody. Right. Right, Angie? And that's what separates you from just having a friend. Am I that's right? It. Because I think a lot of people have these lists of things in their head that would make the perfect partner, the perfect relationship. If he's six feet tall and he has this great job and if he has a dog and, you know, you get all these things on a list and then you realize, well, why don't I feel anything for that person? You're not supposed to be with that person. It's just you have to have that romantic spark there, you know. And if you force something, that could cause resentment down the road. I mean, why try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole if it, it's not going? It's exactly if you want to light up a fire and you have all this beautiful wood, mm-hmm. but you have no spark, no matches, no light. Right. Nothing's going to stop by just putting beautiful wood around it, right? I love that analogy. <laughs> yes. You, you just have a big pile of good-looking wood right there. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> no spark, no love, no fire. Right. And no desire. Does that make sense? (laughs) Okay, Abby. You know, a a nice pile of wood is good, but it's not going to keep you warm if you can't light it. (laughs) You know it, Angie. (laughs) Well, good luck. I hope you find somebody that has, you know, all those nice qualities on paper that also lights your fire. Well said, Angie. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Abby. Good luck to you. All right. The phone lines are open. So if you need love advice like uh, Abby did, please give us a call. 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 
We're back. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we were just talking, Simon, with Abby. She was talking about a guy she's dating who's perfect on paper, but there's mm-hmm. no romantic sparks. Mm-hmm. And we agreed she should probably stop dating him. But mm-hmm. what if, and this happens, I think, a lot too, what if you and the other person have amazing ooh-la-la, mm-hmm. but once you're out of the bedroom... It's there's nothing to talk about. You have nothing in common. There's nothing else there. What if it's only sparks? Can you make a relationship work like that? Do you think? I think so. I think that um, if you look at it, if if you guys enjoy it together, two consenting adults having great ulala is rare, and it's a form of sort of love. Uh, if that's what works, enjoy it because nothing is forever. We're not coming back. And as my father says, 89, it's here and now that matters. So if you have a great ooh-la-la, enjoy it, grow it, and the rest is what it is. I don't think there's only one type of relationship. Right. If a man and a woman or two people of the same sex have great ooh-la-la, I'm always in favor. Right. The more ooh-la-la, the better the world would be. I agree with you because I feel like it's harder to get the ooh-la-la if everything else is good, it's hard. If it's if that's what's missing is the good ooh-la-la and the, and the frequent ooh-la-la, that becomes a huge problem. Huge problem. And I feel like if it's the other way around and you guys don't have much in common, you can find things to do together. You can start new hobbies. You can find things you have in common eventually. And, and, and later in age, in my, in my later 40s, I've noticed that sometimes... You know, I would date a lovely woman close to my age, and she's so busy, but, you know, this, she's a single mom, this. Mm-hmm. And we have great ooh but, you know, we don't see each other often, but we enjoy it tremendously, and we have no guilt. We enjoy it. And that's perfect, And because I want to talk about that next. What is the most important thing? How important mm-hmm. is the ooh I think it's very important. Clearly, Simon, you think it's important. But let's talk about how important that is in your relationship next mm-hmm. on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking about sparks in your relationship. What's more important, that you guys are perfect on paper, or is the ooh-la-la the most important thing? Uh, Simon, I found this interesting. There's a statistic Mm -hmm. that says when it comes to picking the spouse, 68% of men say they married the best ooh-la-la of their life. Compared to only 45% of women saying that they married the best ooh-la-la of their life. Do you feel like you should marry the best? I sort of feel like the best ooh-la-la of your life is not the one you marry because that person's usually like in jail or they were the bad boy. Really? Yeah, a lot of times it was that bad boy that wasn't good for you. So wait a minute. Is Jason the best ooh-la-la you've ever Jason had? Jason is fantastic. Is he the best you've ever ooh-la-la Jason you've ever had? Jason is amazing. That's not my question. He is amazing. Listen. Is, is he the best ooh-la-la you've ever had in your whole the- <laughs> life, Angie Taylor? I will say this. There, there might have been uh, other people that were were freakier or different or something that, that was interesting, but <laughs> the love and the ooh-la-la is amazing. Um, what do you think? Do Don't you, get rid of it I'm just trying Even to rope-a-dope my way, tonight, yeah. rope-a-dope out of this conversation. Do you think you should be with the best ooh-la-la of your life? If you can, of course. Of course, but ideally. It, but ideally. Listen, there's a big difference between just the romance of itself, the summer romance where uh-huh. it's all about ooh la yeah. and romance where you're going to be together forever, ups and downs, have kids, this, that. Because you do need more. But without the good ooh la yes. it's coming down hard and you're going to suffer. Yes. You can never deny, no matter how good parenting, Agree. if the ooh is it, off. It, it takes over everything. 
It's like uh, a cancer. If it's not uh, there, not working. Absolutely. So don't underestimate, and because everything is great, the famous ooh-la-la. Perfectly said. Let's talk about marrying the best ooh-la-la. Did you not marry that person? Call in. We want to talk about it. <laughs> 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, hello. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. So we've been talking about marrying the best ooh-la-la of your life. The one, the best, the ultimate ooh-la-la. The ultimate ooh-la-la. Does that happen a lot? Um, If you are married to the best ooh-la-la, did you do the right thing? If you didn't, (laughs) what's going on? Uh, We have a call about this. You can call anytime if you want to comment or if you need advice, 855-905-8255. Let's go to the phone, Simon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say hi to Paul from Canton, Ohio. Hey, Paul. Bonjour, Paul. Hey, what's up, guys? I was, I was hey. listening to you guys talk about, uh, you know, marrying the, the best love of your life, and I did not uh, with my first wife, uh, and I got a divorce. I, I, I just I couldn't stop thinking about my ex. Um, you, you couldn't stop thinking about the bedroom with the ex is what you're saying. Correct. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Busted. Um, <laughs> the, the woman I married, and, you know, love her to death, but just that other component just wasn't there. You know, she was very just vanilla, and my ex wasn't. Mm-hmm. She was she she loved being adventurous. She loved just you know she was the kind of girl that she wanted to do it in the back of a car for no reason on a random street. You know what I mean? Just I just, love it. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 there was no convincing the first wife of of trying new things. She wasn't <laughs> down for whatever. I the guess they made she didn't no, like this car. No, she she thought anything like that. She thought that that was, I don't know, uh, just gross or a, a sin or or what have you. Like it just it just completely the idea of doing anything outside of you know just a few basic positions in the bedroom was just completely foreign to her off the, so, off the table for her Paul, it, it, Paul, it, was a, it was a complete turn off to her Paul looking back but, uh we, we, I want to understand uh, you've known her before you married you know this person and and before you even got divorced and all that how did you not picked up on the fact that the ulala was so poor and boring good question it wasn't I, okay it wasn't necessarily poor and boring it was just it wasn't as good and and I thought that all the other parts of the relationship would definitely, you know, make up for it. And it just didn't. I I, I couldn't stop thinking about my my ex. So I got a divorce and I went back to my ex, who thankfully wasn't in a relationship at the time. And now I'm with her again. Wow. So you guys are married. And is the ooh-la-la as amazing as it was when you were dating? Because I know a lot of times you can be very adventurous when you're dating. Everything is new. It's exciting. You're willing to go like, you know, backflips and hanging from the chandelier. And then, you know, you get married and sometimes it becomes a little bit more routine. I'm curious. I think the the only thing that's changed is she, she really wants to have a kid now. And I think that's the focus. I'm a little worried that, that it'll change once there's a kid involved, but Well that's you know, up to you know, guys to, to make sure that it doesn't. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. you Well because really, that's, that's all I've heard, you know? That's all I've ever heard from people, my friends of mine that have had kids that it just it just completely ruins it. You know, the 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 
the woman turns into a mom and that's their focus. And well, I, 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 I certainly that's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know that I, I want that. When you have kids, yes, things change. It doesn't mean it has to change for the worse. It doesn't mean that it has to all of a sudden turn into boring vanilla ooh-la-la. It just means that priorities sometimes are shifted. You have to make sure. When people say that relationships are work, this is some of the work they're talking about. It's it's working on the maintenance and making sure, don't you think, Simon, that you keep things fresh? It takes two to tango. It takes two to reach the ooh-la-la. And so... You know, I think that, Paul, you have to look at it also from the half glass, empty, half full. You know, it's easy for you to criticize. It would be interesting to to hear her version, too. So mm. just remember that, you know, you, you all saw somebody else half or empty uh, uh, glass. Yeah. Uh, and the grass, it doesn't get greener next door all the time. So nope, it's green where you water it. Uh, well said. <laughs> That's not mine. Yeah. I wish I could say no, that it's, it's it, original, but there is that saying, the grass isn't always greener uh, next door. The grass is greener where you water it. So water your grass. I like that a lot, Angie. Okay, that Paul. That was well said. You can use that for your Simonism. <laughs> I, I will. I'll right. quote you. Okay, Paul. Okay, I'm telling you, don't give up now. Start. This is where the work really comes in, and, and let's like you know make sure that we're keeping things hot and sexy, okay? Yes. Okay. Keep it ooh-la-la. Keep it ooh-la-la. All right. (laughs) Thanks for calling up, Paul, and congratulations on the uh, baby, upcoming baby. Mm -hmm. We're going to do another round, Simon, when we come back of date or dump. Good. I like that. Okay. Yes. Dishing out some advice. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, hello. Bonsoir, Angie. Bonsoir. We are coming to you from the Ulala Studios, mm-hmm. and we do all the love, romance, relationship advice, uh, either on the phones, or you can go to therendezvousshow.com and send us an email like Annabelle. We're going to do date or dump with Annabelle here. Mm-hmm. She's from Hyde Park, New York, new Hyde Park, New York. She says, hey, guys. My man likes to full-on make out in public, and it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. It's cool that he's into me like that, but I feel like people around us are getting grossed out. Should I tell him to stop? What should I do? Date or dump? What do you think, Simon? Date or dump this guy? Annabelle, I think that you should date him, but I think it's not the people around you that are getting grossed out. It's you. Who are getting grossed ah, out, and she you just, feels insecure about it. I, I think that you're projecting on other people. Mm. Uh, but listen, if you like him, you like him, and that's why I say keep dating him and tell him. Because if a man is really into you, it's a miracle in life. It usually seriously, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so okay, there are some people that would be dying to have their man's hands all over them all the time. Exactly. So I think that's a great sign. But you're totally entitled to say not in public. And not there, and it'll be fine. I agree with you, Simon. It's such an easy fix. But, but if that's the biggest problem in your relationship, that's I, an easy thing to fix. It, as long as Annabelle says, but it's not about the people around us, I feel uncomfortable. Right. It's not about the people outside being grossed out. It's about you and him. Exactly. And he should want to make you feel comfortable, too. So yes. uh, let's talk more about making out in public. I know, Simon, uh, it's, it's no big deal in France, it's my, right? It's my specialty, Angie. Oh. I must say, no. A PDA. No, no PDA in France. And, and French kissing in public, whenever I feel like it, is something I still do on the spot. Okay, great. Well, we're going to talk about making out in public, the PDA. Let's talk about that. Yes, let's. Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romance expert. And your humble servant. Bonjour. Yes. And we have Angie Taylor, the most realist, beautiful. The, the most realist. Women on the air in America. Wow. Wow. I love that. Yes. Put that on a T-shirt. So we were talking about PDA, public mm-hmm. displays of affection. Um, you know, Simon, you're French. Why do you think people in America get grossed out by the PDA? Is it more common in France for people to make out in public? It's okay? Uh, totally okay. I'm, I'm an expert. You I are mean, an expert. You, well, I, I first French kissed my first girlfriend. I was 13 on a bench in the Garden of Luxembourg. I think we kissed everywhere else. Everybody kisses all the time with the tongue, with the French kiss. And it's okay. What's not okay is anything below the belt. What's okay is everything on top of the belt. Oh, That's really? That's why in the summer... Hands, hands can be up here. Oh yes, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because, no, c'est la vie. It's natural. It is mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. You know. So I want to understand why NG America and Americans are so different when it comes to PDA. Why do you think so? The kids. The- well, Americans, you know, have a, a lot of hangups about the ooh la um, whether it's in public or on television or even in front of your friends and family. Um, I don't feel that way. I'm totally fine with it. I think love is love. It's beautiful. If I love when I see you people in Paris, holding hands. Like, yes, we were kissing all over the place see? and holding hands. And, see? you know, I love seeing that. I think there's just, you know, we're always taught when we're growing up, it's not appropriate to uh, to be that overtly ooh-la-la in public. And, you know, I don't know why that is. But I think a lot of it comes from our upbringing and, and yes. what we're told in the church and all these other things that get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk more about some differences in dating between the French, the way you all date, mm-hmm. and America coming ah. up next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie. Uh, bonsoir. And you are French, clearly. We Je, hear it oui. with that sexy accent of yours. <laughs> and we're talking about the differences between dating in America and dating in France. Now, you've done both. Yes. And in France, people are a lot more open about the love and the romance and the even public displays of affection. That's for sure. Even, they even nudity. Even nudity. Even nudity. Yeah, I've noticed on TV there, it's, it's no big deal. I think that's better. You think um, so? Yes, because I feel like it's natural. Um, and I feel like you, when you put these hang-ups on people when they're young, it makes them nervous to to be themselves, to explore their sexuality, to... So let me ask you this, Angie. You and Jason went to France last summer. You had a great time. Yes. I don't think you went to the south of France. No, we didn't get to go to okay. the south of but France. But let's say you go this year. I know you may be going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be comfortable, you as a woman, when, when all the French women are topless, will you be topless Absolutely. Too? Okay. So Absolutely. Whenever I go to Europe, I'm topless. Okay. I mean, my family is right off the boat Serbian. Serbia, so, yeah, right, right. So I kind of grew up in Europe a lot in, in that area, Croatia, yeah. you know, southern Europe. Up where, Croatia. Yeah, yeah, where it's all topless. So you okay with that? Totally okay. But I saw that in my family, and I think that makes a big difference. My family wasn't hung up about, um, you know, be, being uh, like or prudish about sex or nudity or anything like that. It was very open in my family, and so it wasn't this taboo thing where I had to sneak around and look at magazines or see something online, or it wasn't anything strange to me. Yes. It's it's so that's so so interesting because that's one of the difference between I think America and and French about nudity and part of the romance. Yeah. Yes, you mentioned romance. Men in France are much more romantic. Even what we see in the movies. So that has to be that has to come from somewhere. Uh, why do do you notice a difference between the couples in America and couples in France when it comes to romance? 
No, absolutely. It's the expectation of French women versus American women. American women seem to be okay with no romance or no so display of romance. No handwritten note, no uh, poetic note, no, you know, thank you. No, no. I found that the level of expectation when it comes to romance is lower here. Mm-hmm. The French women, if you do not romance them, there is no ooh-la-la. They're moving on. Ah, oui, for sure. Really? There, ah, I remember that there is expectation of flowers, handwritten note, poems, uh, yeah. uh, singing in your telephone a song, the beginning of the song, you know, Whoa. stuff like that. <laughs> if you do that, you're going to make love. It's not about the money. It's not about the mechanics, the career. It's about the romance. Yeah, romance can be free. And my father told me, if you want to date a lovely woman, here's what you should do. I said, what do you mean that? You have to be romantic. Il faut être romantique. See, and your father was so smart to do that. And you, I know you had an amazing example in your yes, parents. Really. They were r- romantic with each other. And maybe growing up in France, you learn that, you know, from the people around you. Whereas here, um, it's just not seen very much. And I think it's kind of sad. I, my husband and I make a point to, you know, always tell each other that we love each other, give each other kisses, holding hands in front of our daughter, because I want her to know that that's how couples should treat each other. Exactly. And I want her to feel the way that I feel when I'm with my husband, when she's in a relationship. No, absolutely. And also, don't accept the unacceptable. So, you know, I know some people have said, you know, the the French women, you know, are just maybe more, how can I say, easy or this and that, because the reputation for the lovemaking is like very... Uh, exciting there compared to here. It's not about that. Really, what I've noticed, women are women. Every woman in the world wants to be romance. There's more of a freedom really. to the French women, I think, because of that. They own the right of the ulala. They own the right of the femininity. Mm. Femininity is not an ugly word. It's not a weakness. I agree with to you. To be feminine. Where here, if you, it, there's always the feminism movement. We have to be tough, strong, independent, instead of also adding and feminine. And feminine. And feminine. We can be all things. We can be all things. We can have equality and be feminine at the same time. <laughs> yes. So should we expect more romance from our partners? I say yes. I know you say yes. All the time. How do we do that? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, in France, we're talking about how romantic it is. And maybe in America, the romance is lost. Why is there such a difference between our cultures when it comes to romance, do you think? Because I think America was built on hard work, Mm -hmm. on uh, the do's and don'ts based mostly And it wasn't a priority. And, And also, you don't come from kings and queens, which elevated the notion of pleasure and romance so uh that's a great point i I never really thought about that it was hard work and you know Um, industry and building and yeah america is great for hard work you know respecting hard work commitment and all that and delivering the french are not as hard working we take long lunches Mm -hmm. we take naps Mm -hmm. we and but on the other side we we eat great wine great food and great romance but you're living and we have la joie de vivre what is la joie de vivre is to love life and to love life it's literally ingredients of the recipe when you cook that's what makes the meal so good average 
and the French will never spend enough time in the, the kitchen. They think we should be first in the kitchen after that everywhere else. I wish we had more of that in this country. I do because it's, anybody that's been to Europe will see that you live for love and you live for life and your family and art and I mean, food and it's what life is about. That's the French, the Spanish from Spain, the Italians all have the same, I think, joy of life and expression of romance. Italian women are very romantic and demanding. Spanish women love romance. Mm-hmm. You know, and French women too. And French women love the French kiss. Voilà. And be- you know why? Because the French kiss sealed the exclusivity. Mm. Right? That's a major difference. That is a major difference. And we need to make that a priority, this romance. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, Simon, think about it. When we come back, I want you to give us a romantic idea that our listeners can use with their partner when they get home tonight. Something easy. Obviously, if they're doing it tonight, something easy, something free. Think about the romance. Let's get that tip for the guys and the ladies when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romance expert. At your service, Angie Taylor. And when we left, we were talking about romance being a priority in relationships. We want you to have that in yours. So I asked you, Simon, Mm -hmm. what kind of a romantic tip or idea? People are on their way home. Maybe they're at work. They're going to go home. And they need an idea to use with their partner when they get home tonight. Something easy, something free. What do you think somebody can do? Well, let's say you're driving home right now, mm-hmm. you go home, mm-hmm. and you pick your favorite song, the song that you and him or you and her like, and nothing better than a little dance, a little music, a little glass of wine. Aww. Right, Angie? I mean, because the dance, you know, includes a little French you're close, kissing. You're close. close. It'll bring, to, yeah. maybe it'll lead to a the ooh-la-la. Yeah, exactly. A little Marvin Gaye, a little whatever is your song, your song. Because every... Couple have what's yours, Angie? Ours is Sade. I love Sade. By your side from Sade. That was our wedding uh, song. I like that. My husband, uh, for our wedding anniversary last year, painted all the lyrics to Sade's By Your Side and made a big painting for me. And it wow. hangs in our guest room wait, of know, our house. Wait, voila, a romantic man. Isn't that romantic? Jason? No, that's very. That's what I'm talking about. But yes, I think whatever is your song, even if it's your yes. wedding song or maybe it's something else that you have together. And it, it's on. It could be uh, I Like Big Butts now, from Sir Mix-a-Lot if that's your song. But option two, <laughs> if you have kids and you can't play any music, stop right now by any store, buy a little card, says I love you or something, and write a little love note, handwritten note. And tomorrow morning before you leave, leave it on the pillow. Ah, I love that. Or both. Great idea. I love those tips, Simon. You have the best romance ideas. (laughs) If you need some advice, now is the time to call us, 855-905-8255. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're taking your calls. We're taking your emails tonight. We are having fun. Mm -hmm. We are talking about love or whatever you want to talk about. Um, So make sure you give us a call, (laughs) 855-905-8255. We do have a call from South Philly. Let's talk to Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Hey. Well, here's why I'm calling. I I need some (laughs) advice from you guys as far as meeting women goes. Um, I've been trying this online dating and what happens is whenever I send a girl a message, I, I never seem to get a reply. And I, I just, mm. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but I mean, my, you know, my pickup line is hello. And I just introduce myself, you know, not any, try to anything cute or, or funny or clever. And it, nothing seems to work. I mean, that doesn't seem to work. And I'm trying to find something that will work better. What do you guys think is a really good opening line to get a response from a girl? Uh, I mean, there is no magic line. It's all about the perception she has of you. 
So listen, uh, not to worry about it. I, I would be lying if I said there's a perfect line. There's no perfect line. All there yeah. is is nice to meet you. Hi. All the rest, you know, are tricks that I don't believe in. So I, I, Yeah, I think right? a line can sound like a line and it can, it can sound really corny really easily. So if you're dating online, it's not like you're in a bar where you can walk up to a girl and say hi and you go from there. You're making eye contact. You see each other. You can yes. compliment her shirt or whatever. Right. So online, you must see something. Um, in her profile, her picture, whatever, that drew you to her in the first place. So why not start there? You know, I'm usually online they list things that they like or their hobbies. Instead of just hi, uh, just just say, hi, um, oh, you play basketball. I love basketball. I played in high school. I like, like that. What's, you know, I just, like that, Angie. I would go for something that you're, you can read from her picture or her profile. And start a conversation kind yeah. of. Yeah. But Angie... You're a woman, okay? Yes. You've seen online. I know you've been married for, for so long now. But you have friends who do it, you know, and all that. Right. You put your pictures and and then it's kind of a yes or no. It's still like on Tinder. It's like On Tinder, it's a swipey it, thing. Yeah. There's not a lot to say. But no. you can It's still at least like, I love your hair, your beautiful blonde hair, or I don't know, you know, something about what neighborhood she's from. Like, oh, do you ever go to so-and-so restaurant? I love that restaurant. But I would not. I want to say that to you. I would not be too worried. I'll be honest, because you don't get the answers you hope for. In life, there is moments where there is zero for months. I've mm-hmm. been there, and then sometimes you have, you know, an opportunity out of the blue. So what you gotta do is keep on, you know, introducing yourself, go in the real life, in the bars, in the place, in the libraries, wherever you like to meet the libraries. That's a place where you meet all the hot girls. Is the library? Well, don't <laughs> underestimate the the the, the, the library girls. I've had a go to the periodical section. No, do they Angie, still have libraries anymore? Angie, I'm kidding. Simon. That's because I'm much older than Angie. So I love no, you. but it's a place. No, but the thing is, because you have books in common, right? Why library? No, that's true. So you go library. How about the bookstore? But, you know, like okay, you could really hit on somebody the at the bookstore. Right. So Barnes and Nobles and so on. Yeah, because you have things in common. Right. So whether you do sports, whether you, it's the library, whether it's the bookstores, whether it's the swimming pool, mm-hmm. whatever puts you in a situation to do something together. You I have like a that. common interest, and that's the best way to meet people, not just the online dating. On that the works swiping, too. swiping, swiping. Yeah, the swiping is just there's not a lot of substance to the swiping. Are you on any of the other dating sites that go a little bit more in-depth, like a match or a something, where you can at least pull some information about somebody before you send them a message? Y- yes, I'm actually on uh, the match, yes. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, match, they usually give you some information about the person. Really just kind of look at the profile. I would pick out something that you can relate to or something you can compliment her on. Or And, and Angie, wait a minute. Are you reaching out to women of your age or are you being a sneaky man? No, I mean, I, I'll definitely go within 10 years. Younger or older, you know, I try to stay within my own window. That's a, that's a pretty uh, good yeah. scope. Okay, because some guys do the mistake, you know, of to, twenty years yeah. younger or something. Well, no, the, yeah, so that ten never years works. younger is good, especially Max. I, I, you know, women tend to date up usually more so than, than men do. Years. So yeah. Max, yeah. You're doing you're doing it you're doing it good. Just like go for a little bit more substance than hello is what I would say. That absolutely is a great advice. And and go back to the real life. Remember that. Yeah, and go out and see people. You know there's a great big world out there. Thank you guys. All right. Talk to you soon. Probably. I think uh, we, we have shocked Alex. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, God. Thanks, guys. Make yeah. me feel bad.
You got yeah. to get out of the house. You got to get out of the house. I, that's that's why I'm so huge about doing things together. I, I mean, yeah, I play ping pong, okay? Yes. There's a, a place called Spin in Chicago. This, yeah. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I play ping pong. There's women who play ping pong, stuff like that. It's easy. That's something you love. It's an interest. It's something you share together. And you start conversation. And you go from there. Voila. I, I think there's going to be a tipping point in this online dating where people are so sick of it that they literally revert back to going in like swing, singles clubs. You know, like let's just go find yeah. people in person. Totally. That, I I, I, yeah, exactly. The good old days. The good old days. And I'm still in that good old school. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm down with that. If you have a question for us, you can call us anytime, 855-905-8255. This is a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, the yes. Ulala studio has been amazing this evening. Another great evening in the Ulala studio. I love hanging out with you. We talked about PDA, public affection, public yeah. displays, uh, the difference in dating between France and America is very vast. And you gave out a, an awesome romantic tip for the couples out there. And I really, really loved your Simon Says of the night. Yeah, tonight I said a relationship with no spark is like a pile of wood with no spark. No spark, no love, no fire. And no desire. Boom. Just like that. Just like that, Angie. You got to have that spark. And I loved your tip tonight to maybe get that spark back. You got to grow the fire in the chimney of the house of love. That Oh, in the chimney of the house of love. Write it down. Put it on a, on a post-it note. Stick true, it on your true. mirror and remember that. How can you stay warm without the chimney of love? Simon Marcel. Educating everybody. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And every single night, you can go to our website, rendezvousshow.com, and leave us an email. Yes. We can answer your questions there anytime Mm -hmm. at 855-905-8255 as well. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie Taylor. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.